Welcome to episode 108 of The Digital Life, a show about our adventures in the world of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett, and with me is founder and co-host, Dirk Niemeyer. Hey, John, what's going on this week? Uh, well, I thought maybe we could take the opportunity to talk about the latest rage in uh, uh, sort of the future of computing and communication. And by that, I mean the... Uh, the second coming of virtual reality. Uh, this time, you know, the the format is these these goggles that really look like uh, S and M uh, wear, for lack of a better descriptor. But just, John, you know a lot about that, but I don't know much about. Okay, it. well, so fair <laughs> fair enough. They they look like they're blinding. Uh, you know, uh, uh, people who are wearing them obviously look like they're. Um, you know, blind to the world, which which they are, but they are are very much present in the in this virtual environment. And so, Sony has a version that's that's coming out for their PlayStation Four uh, called uh, Project Morpheus, which I'm sure has all sorts of Matrix implications. Um, and then you've got uh, the Oculus Rift, the two billion dollar acquisition from uh, uh, recently by Facebook. Uh, which has uh, uh, sort of started this uh, this buzz around virtual reality, and then HTC has a product called uh, uh, it's spelled V I V E. I don't know if it's, if it, if that's Vive or or Vive, but uh, uh, that's coming out as well. And I'm sure sure there's a bunch of other products from uh, Samsung and similar players, but it it really is. Uh, you know, this, this tidal wave of tech that's cresting. Of course, nobody has really announced how much these things are going to cost. And um, there have been sort of limited uh, product demos of the actual products, although, um, you know, there sure have been a lot of hype and a lot of um, sort of uh, uh, video demonstrations and simulations. So, you know, this has been a dream of uh, the tech community for for going on, you know, a couple decades now where you could just walk into this virtual space. I mean, uh, William Gibson sort of, uh, uh, you know, gave us uh, some, some of the groundwork for that uh, in his uh, Neuromancer um, cyberpunk early sci-fi. You know, you go out into this uh, uh, virtual place where you can... Uh, uh, create these worlds and and be a part of this reality that's separate from ours. But I, I guess my question is: uh, number one, uh, you know, is that uh, prom- you know is that promise going to be realized with this this current wave? And number two, you know, what are the user experience implications of this? Because you know, a bunch of people walking around with these things on. You know, you think it's bad when people are looking at their their mobile phones right now. Uh, wait until there's a guy walking down the street with one of these on, uh, with in, walking in virtual Arlington or or virtual Cambridge, right? Um, you know, I'm, I'm being a little facetious there. Uh, but what's your what's your uh, take on on those two aspects of uh, of virtual reality? Sure. So, I mean, the first one is the easy one. Will this wave, you know, live up to all the promise? No, it certainly won't. Um, you know, it's it's a cool gadget. It's where the technology is now. It's something where you use it once and it's sort of amazing. I use it twice or three times and it starts to get stale. There's a um, there's a novelty aspect to where the technology is now. It's cool that they've got it where it is, um, but beyond that, there's not. There's not a whole lot of there there. It's tricky. You know, we, we have in our five senses such 
high fidelity um, input devices. And the fidelity on, on these cutting edge virtual reality devices is just nowhere near that. And so it's, you know, it's giving us a simulacra of something else uh, in a way that is not at all maximizing the sensorial um, potential that we all have. So it's, it's interesting um, to a point. And then at some point, what's the point? Because the technology can't, can't take us to places where the marketing would promise. You know, Facebook's big thing is that, oh, they're thinking way out. You know, they're way outside the box. And these are teleportation devices. I mean, that is such hipster bullshit. I'm sorry. There might come a day when technology that's down this kind of a path gets to a point where you could, it's literally not a teleportation device, but you could market it that way because of the, the great high fidelity level that it brings two or more people together, quote unquote, in a virtual space, but it's nowhere near that now, nowhere near it at all. Um, so, you know, it's, it's interesting. And I think there's a place for it. There's a product category for it, but it's nowhere near where the hype and, and the marketing are whatsoever. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, sort of the, the follow on to that or, or an interesting follow on to that is, is uh, looking at some of the other use cases for virtual reality because uh, you know we, we've we've spoken of a couple of them here so far, which is uh, the gaming, which you know is uh, uh, escape and entertainment, and and you know becoming this character in a, in a um, uh, in another realm, and and perhaps that's always there's always been a certain amount of tolerance for new technology and gaming, and and. Um, you know, we can see how, how that's evolved. And then you spoke of the communications aspect where, you know, two people show up in a virtual space and have some, some kind of interaction with each other. Um, you know, to extend that further, I mean, we, we have uh, a lot of uh, digital health clients here at Involution. I could see, you know, that you could have virtual checkups or that you could have, uh, uh, you know, I know already there's, there's remote surgery, uh, um, platforms being developed um not saying that that uh any of these uh headsets would would be a, a part of those platforms but you can sort of imagine the possibilities for uh enterprise grade or um sort of expanded usage of, of of this which which definitely tickles my imagination anyway dirk do you think that those are you know just far-flung fantasies right now or are we seeing the beginning of of, um, you know, an integration of, of uh, the virtual and physical reality. And we're just at the very beginning. No, I think they're far-flung fantasies right now. I mean, you know, you talk about surgery, for example. So we want a surgeon with this big, ungainly, heavy, odd thing on their head and, and physically manipulating someone's body. I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's just, it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, we can dream and say, oh, there's all these interesting things. But does, does it really make things to do that? sense to do those things with this big awkward thing mm-hmm. strapped to us i don't i don't think so i mean we can have giant monitors that push the same visual mm-hmm. content to us we can have other input devices for for the audio and for for the other things and still have our full range of motion and still have our our full sense of of being i mean the the I don't even know if interesting is the right thing word to use. I'll use interesting, even though I don't find it personally interesting. The interesting thing that virtual reality allows is shutting out everything else and putting mm-hmm. you into this world. But again, it's doing it at such a relatively low fidelity level. Even with these 
new latest and greatest devices. So uh, to me, I, I think there's a place for it, certainly. Um, I think the really exciting things will come farther in the future, but the generation that we're at now, I mean, it's going to live like a gaming console where it's something you have at home, it's something you have in a specific place. Um, like gaming consoles used to be, it's going to be kind of geeky. You know, I read one of the articles that you uh, forwarded to me about this. You know, they were talking about protocol for using this. Mm-hmm. And someone was saying, yeah, if you're the one without the headset, you don't be surprised if you get punched. It's your fault, basically. Right. But what the hell is that? I mean, so this device is such that if somebody's using it, everybody's got to clear way the hell away or they're going to get punched or kicked. That's dumb. Uh, we're, we're, we're coming at a time where we're living in increasingly smaller domiciles, increasingly smaller spaces. We're going to put these things on that have us uh, gesticulating around and needing protocols where we need you know, five feet in every direction. It's just stupid. It's really dumb. And, you know, the idea that we're going to walk around on the street with them, I mean, that's completely idiotic. Google Glass, I mean, was one of the things that, that sort of sunk that notion was having that on your head. And that was really not intrusive at all. I mean, these things are, are horrible. And, you know, I read one, one guy was saying it's the big concern is you have to worry about it being stolen because you're lumbering around, not paying attention to what's around you. Right. With this big expensive thing on your head, somebody rips it off and runs away. So it's just dumb. At the, at the level that they're trying to market it and tout it, you know, as something like a gaming device, as something, an experiential device that people use in a limited private context, okay, I, I can see it. Probably not for me, but I, I grok it. And the technology is going to just get better and better. So uh, the potential of it, I don't think, is as grand as they make it seem. Um, but I mean, I think it's the start of something that's at least interesting and, and worthy of experimenting with. Yeah. So shifting gears a little bit. Um, so, so we can see that, uh, where this technology is coming from, uh, you know, with, you know, uh, typical, you know, handset device makers, uh, and companies like that. But the, the Facebook play, I think, um, is is interesting because Facebook's you know primary um, uh, revenue generating activity is is in the social sphere. Now certainly they have a huge gaming component to that and and lots of revenue from that. So so I can see it from the gaming aspect. I wonder um, what the other what the other plays are for for Facebook you know going forward, especially you know with their their social network dominance. And, and the reason I'm asking that is, is mainly because of that acquisition cost. I suppose a lot of that's play money for, for Facebook. Two billion seems like a lot to me. Um, but, you know, do you have any sense of, of Facebook's play in, in, in the long term since they're clearly placing a bet on this technology? Yeah, I, mean, I think you pointed out with their business model being social and then going back to that teleportation quote. I think that quote is very telling about where they're headed. They're, they're trying to head to where they can bring people together who aren't physically proximate mm-hmm. in these virtual spaces, which they'll tout are as if they were sharing the same physical spaces. Mm-hmm. Again, I think for a lot of reasons that won't fully be realized, but um, yeah, I think it's, it's all about that. It's getting to, hey, how can we use this device to, to ignore the physical boundaries between us and share something and potentially something interesting, right? So you and I, you know, mm-hmm. we could be in different rooms. We get on our, we strap on the big devices that mm-hmm. get smaller over time, of course. And, and we're in Hawaii together, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's sort of the, the, the use case I would imagine. Um, it sounds really interesting, but mm-hmm. I, don't know. I, it's got a really long way to go before the experience of being in Hawaii 
with a stupid thing strapped on your head is going to be anything proximate to acceptable. So you'd want to do it and lose yourself in it for half a day or more. Yeah. I mean, uh, Facebook is, is, is such an interesting example uh, because, you know, the, the um, uh, social endorphin rush that you get from uh, uh, sort of seeing what other people are up to and whether or not they've liked or commented. Um, I, I could see, you know, the Oculus Rift, you know, reinforcing that, like needing to get back into my, you know, virtual uh, world where I have, you know, 500 friends and, and everybody's liking my stuff, um, you know, just seems like a further um, uh, divorcing of, of the person from, you know, as you said, the, the physical environment, which, um, you know, in, in some respects, you know, we've still got to work out the uh, um, the social norms for for behavior just with this with with the online networks we have now. I can tell you, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, super happy, uh, uh, you know, being at dinner or something and then and then, you know, having, uh, you know, to someone check a, a mobile update or something like that. I mean, I still like the the. Uh, you know, being in the same sort of moment as the people you're with, at least for part of the day. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it would drive me nuts if people were starting to, you know, uh, put on giant goggles to check out their their social media updates and things like that. Um, so, uh, I, yeah, I don't know how our culture is going to evolve in terms of our human interactions, but it's going to get, uh, you know, that much more complicated. Um, they've they've sort of touched on the immediate ones, the obvious ones, like, Hey, give the guy some space. Like, you, you know, you were referring to, but I mean, it, it, it seems horrible that we need to figure out, you know, these other cultural interactions for people who are just basically become meat puppets. Right. So they're, they're there in the physical space with you, but they're behaving in another, their mind is, is truly elsewhere. You know, it, it sounds like hanging around with a slightly crazy person for the day. Um, so, so this is the, this is the kind of, um, uh, des, you know, design questions and, uh, uh, um, interaction questions that we're going to have to deal with going forward as we introduce more and more digital ch- uh, technology that just separates us from, from the people we're, we're with physically. Yeah. You know, I mean, one direction they could take with it is like second life. So, you know, if you're young, you might not even know what the hell second life is, but, once upon a time ago, probably less than 10 years ago, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was this, this virtual world where you took on a different avatar and you walked around and built things and made things happen. And mm-hmm. it was all low fidelity. It was all pretty crummy. But for a period of time, it was wildly popular. People really enjoyed mm-hmm. inhabiting this avatar in this alternate world. And something like that, I think, is, is prime in the use cases that Facebook will have, um, much more than the literal, like, checking of a Facebook, you know, checking your Facebook account or something. I think it will be inhabiting different selves, different places, different. And just looking at the, the once upon a time popularity of Second Life, there certainly is a desire for that kind of thing, but it's all going to get down to fidelity. I mean, I would posit that Second Life's petering out was that it is very lo-fi, that the, the avatar that you're inhabiting, you're, it's a third-person relationship. The world is not that rich. The, it's just not that rich at the end of the day. How rich can they make these devices? Right now, it's, it's not very. It should improve and improve and improve. And it'll really be interesting when, when this intersects with the sex industry, because the sex industry is way ahead of the curve in terms of devices that are 
are designed to generate physical pleasure virtually, you know, having virtual sex and virtual, virtual things going on. Um, if, if Facebook can even start to approximate those kind of things in non-sexual ways, they'll be on the right track. And of course, with assuming they go down like a second life kind of path, you know, they need to be open to sex being part of it because that sure as hell will drive a lot of use and adoption. Well, there's the, uh, the E3, uh, gaming convention this week where uh, there's there's going to be a lot more buzz about uh, virtual reality and some of the um, you know the uh, competitive uh, products will be debuted so so we can uh, see see what comes out this week at e3 and and see if our our predictions about uh, all of the slightly awkward uh, social interactions start to actually come true or not. Listeners, remember that while you're listening to the show, you can follow along with the things that we're mentioning here in real time. Just head over to thedigitallife.com, that's just one L in the digital life, and go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody, so it's a rich information resource to take advantage of while you're listening or afterward if you're trying to remember something that you liked. And if you want to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett. That's J-O-N-F-O-L-L-E-T-T. And of course, the whole show is brought to you by Involution Studios, which you can check out at goinvo.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O.com. Dirk? You can follow me on Twitter at dnemeyer. That's at D-K-N-E-M-E-Y-E-R. Or email me, Dirk, at goinvo.com. So that's it for episode 108 of The Digital Life. For Dirk Niemeyer, I'm John Follett, and we'll see you next time.